Welcome to the Game Informer Show, a weekly podcast about the video game industry. Join us every Thursday for discussions about the latest gaming news, reviews, and of course, exclusive reveals alongside Game Informer staff and special guests from around the industry. We have a couple of those this week. I am your guest host this week, Kyle Hilliard, because Alex is busy. I don't know where he is, but he's doing something secret, and I didn't want to ask too many questions. He just asked me if I could host this week, and I said, sure, and then I, I didn't, I didn't want to keep going uh, with him. We're joined, of course, by Wesley LeBlanc. Hello. Happy to be back. Do I say that right? Is it Le, like LeBlanc? LeBlanc? Um, it's technically like LeBlanc, and the C is silent because it's French, but like... Okay. I just always say the C because if someone needs to spell my name, they need to hear the C. So LeBlanc, LeBlanc. Would we be like closer co-workers if I started pronouncing it that way? Like, would you? It would definitely be a big step in the right direction, which you'd need for sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, we're also joined by John Carson. Hey, John. Hey, how's it going? It's been a while. How's it going, man? I don't thanks think for, we've coming on. I, appreciate I don't think it. we've podcasted together on the GI show before. No. And you know, what's funny. It's like, I think I have known you longer than a lot of people because you mm -hmm. actually helped me move into my place when I first very first moved to Minnesota that's which right. I will forever be grateful for thank you, <laughs> thank you. That, that's my move if you ask Blake like that's one thing that he remembers me for is helping him move into his place it's a good it's a good first impression man it it lasts and then what who is this what the hell Benjamin Reeves is here. What's going on? Welcome, 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 everybody, to the Game Informer Show. No, 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 Ben, you're just a guest. You're just a guest. No, that you're wasn't my cue to take... <laughs> oh, what? You know, we actually... We should I'm have confused. We should have coordinated where you actually kicked off the show, or at least cut me off and tried to take over hosting duties. I should cut you off more often, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. That's my have. move, cutting people off. <laughs> in traffic, in life, yeah. Another good, great first impression. Yeah, yeah. John helps yeah. you move. Wait, it leaves one. Yeah. It leaves a mark. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, so this week, we are talking about One Piece Odyssey, uh, which John Carson is reviewing for Game Informer. I'm excited to hear right. your thoughts on that, John. Um, and this game called Vengeful Guardian Moonrider, which I just sort of kind of randomly started playing last night, uh, which is kind of cool. Um, I want to hear what everyone's playing uh, recently, especially you, Reeves, and uh, John, because I don't talk to you guys uh, as, as often as I talk to Wes. Which I find to be kind of rude, honestly. <laughs> well, I, I'm sorry. We just talk about stand-up comedy. You don't ever want to talk to me about video games. What's wrong with you, Ben? <laughs> um, I also want to get yeah. uh, Ben and John's favorite games of the year. Wes and I's games will be uh, in, the, in the next issue, so you can hold on for that. But I do want to hear from John and Reeves about their favorite games of the year. And uh, I have a quiz for you, Ben, that we'll, uh, you'll, you'll find out more about later, which, uh, okay. you know. Multiple choice, I hope. Uh, no, no, it it's essay? just completely open, open-ended. John, help me put together this quiz for you. Wes, you can, I, I told you a little bit about it beforehand. You can participate. But I think, I think Ben's less equipped to be successful at the quiz, which will Correct. hopefully be better podcasting, as, as I think the goal here. <laughs> that sounds great. I hope I can just thoroughly embarrass myself. That's why I came here. Yes, that's yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, too. that's why I invited you. <laughs> and then uh, finally, we'll we'll answer some uh, some questions from readers. So let's kick it off, John, with a One Piece Odyssey. You've been playing it, right? I have. You're reviewing it. I I'm like right at the end of it, actually. Um, after oh, after we're done awesome. recording, I'm gonna uh go go finish that. But yeah, One Piece Odyssey is a new uh JRPG from uh Ilka. Uh, it's the studio that did uh. Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. 
they've done a bunch of other uh rpg work around the industry as well um with in in coordination with uh with bandai namco but uh it's taking the uh the straw hat pirates uh that we all know and love every one of us we've all watched all what 1030 <laughs> episodes of the show yeah. twice we're yeah, caught actually. up on all 1070 uh chapters of the manga god i'm i think i'm i'm like 360 episodes in and i f- i feel like i've watched the whole thing but it's wild that it's only like 30 when did you start kyle how long is that taking you oh well i i was talking to wes about it earlier i i start and stop a lot so i'll watch an arc or two and then i'll take a month's long break and then i'll get back to it and stuff but my wife has watched it all so i've watched a lot of it over her shoulder okay that's i thought you had watched more of it than you had because she uh, she has tweeted about like watching all of it so yeah, she got she she hit the point where she she watches it dubbed and then she like got annoyed because they were taking too long and started watching it subtitled. And then we'll go back and watch it when it gets dubbed again. So she's she's a super fan. And then Wes, you've watched I don't know what 100 40, episodes or I something think, like that. Oh, 40. To the end of like our long park. I took a okay. short break. Well, it was supposed to be a short break last year cuz I started last year and then time escaped me and now it's been like 6 months. But I'm I'm hoping to get back to it. And Reeves, what do you think One Piece is about? In one word, just one word uh, it's about, about One Piece. Pirates. Okay, so yeah, you know it then. Yeah. Okay, I see. I read a Wikipedia article, and Uh-oh. you know, I Maybe you will be it. successful at this quest. That's coming fame, up. power. Oh, Luffy, Luffy. <laughs> yep, monkey, monkey, to Luffy. Can't get enough of the Luffy. Yeah. Uh, so what? Yeah, what do you what do you think, John? I mean, you're almost done. We'll have a review yeah. on the site soon if it's not already there. I have kind of been going back and forth on this one uh, all week, and I I like it quite a bit um, as an existing One Piece fan, but I feel like this game could probably serve the new One Piece audience more than it does. Um, a lot of the, the stuff that you're doing in the game is going back into the memories of the Straw Hats and like reliving some of their biggest adventures, some of their biggest... Uh, fighting against their biggest adversaries and going back to like Alabasta, which is one of their, their first big arcs in the story um, and exploring like that, that whole Island and that storyline, but it doesn't really give you the same context for all the characters that are there. Why the straw hats were there. I don't even think in the first like 20 hours, they explain what devil fruits are. Um, And so people just have these ridiculous powers and they just don't really talk about it at all besides like, oh, we're missing our powers now. Yeah, it's so tough. I mean, we're joking about how many episodes there are. And obviously, this is a game for fans of One Piece. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's such a tough call of like, do you lean into that? Or do you or do, or does this become like a starting line for One Piece? If you've always been kind of curious about it, maybe you check out Odyssey. Yeah, it certainly has the the budget and production values for sort of that invite i i yeah. think i don't know i mean, it, I mean it, i'm, I'm it, leaning on you you would you would also think like if you're going back to like see these events again that you'd be like retelling these ev- events in a sufficient way for new people to understand like why they're important and how like the characters grew from these from these experiences uh but they kind this of, will undoubtedly be somebody's first one piece right, right. Like, it, it has to be yeah, like yeah, sure. like oh hey It'll i'll be their first piece <laughs> it won't be their last piece Hopefully. That's right. No, because you can't get. Once you start, once you have one piece, you can't just take. You can't just stop at one. In for a piece, in for a pound. But yeah, like the 
there are kind of lore catch-ups in the menus after like as you uh progress through the game like there'll be like little little like cutscenes that you can view that explain the arc of the story but even those are pretty insufficient i think to knowing what's going on or, and learning about the world and w- without like the context of like why crocodile is bad uh which is like the the main antagonist for the the first arc alabasta without any of that that like real context of why he, he's he's a a deceitful uh devious like powerful pirate uh that needs to be taken down uh like the impact of actually following through with it once again is kind of lessened what it what it does do well though is it has an overarching story of like the the straw hats land on this this like unknown island uh it's called Wafford and they meet uh two mysterious people one of them's like an older dude uh who has a a a younger lady that he's guarding uh who takes away all of your memories uh, the the girl takes away all of your your memories and puts them into like these little cubes and so like that's that's the conceit for going back and uh, like reliving all these things because you need to process these memories in a certain way to then regain their abilities and their powers. There's a lot of context around that, right? They don't give any context for... I've been playing it, by the way, but I, I don't want to share my sort of thoughts on it too much because I don't, I don't want to, you know, uh, influence your review at all, John. But uh, I do... I was, I was surprised at how much they were explaining that element of like how the cubes work, why they're getting removed, how you recover memories. They spend a lot of time explaining all that, but then yeah, you're right. It's like uh, crocodile's bad. Don't don't worry about it. Yeah, uh, we're in Alabasta. Yeah, right? here's here's Vivi. Maybe uh, she'll show up at some point, even though she's like kind of part of the crew. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting choices of things that they gloss over, um, and. Now I'm seeing it more as like kind of like one of the movies like there there is like that that a plot, which is uh Lim, who's who's the girl who who steals your memories uh, and audio, who is the, the the guy that's with her and like the the story of this this island and like why it's important and why those two are there and uh, where the straw hats are in the grand scheme of things uh, on that island. Is this game good? Like, I I guess I'm lost because you're talking about narrative. Yeah, stuff, yeah. I mean, like, what's the gameplay? Yeah, my next question was going to be like, how does it? How does? How do you think it functions as like an RPG? As an RPG, I think it has some really cool ideas. So in your battles, you're kind of you're given four four of the straw hats to work with at a given time, and you could kind of swap them out anytime you want. Um, kind yeah, of like without, kind um, of like Final Fantasy X punishment, right? You don't right. lose a turn by swapping in a character. You don't, and even like you could swap them. So, so the battlefield can have the straw hats on like four different areas on the battlefield, and uh, like they'll kind of group up with different enemies, and you can move them around the battlefield as you clear out enemies. Uh, so it kind of gives each battle like this kind of big fight feel, like you're you're clearing out. Uh, you're you're clearing out paths to go and help the other people that kind of probably need a little bit more help. And there's there's a lot of cool flexibility with swapping out members and like, oh, like there's a rock, paper, scissors element in there, like speed, technique, and power. And 
those have like their strengths and weaknesses. So you're trying to line up your your straw hat pirates against the enemies that they're strong against. And you can swap them out whenever you want. But I feel like that's a little bit too much flexibility a lot of the time. Like I kind of wish that there was a penalty to like, oh, I need to bring Robin in instead of Chopper and like to take out this thing. But like being able to do it at any time just feels there's a lot of this game that feels a little bit too easy. Um, yeah, and there's no difficulty setting. There isn't. You can't bump no. up the difficulty, right? Really? No. no. Oh. Not, not that I've seen or noticed. You could try playing blindfolded. That you might be harder. Or you could set your own limits too, which which is kind of what I've been doing. It's like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like game the system completely. I want to make it a little bit rougher on myself. And so, I've been. Yeah, there's also there's also an auto battle that you can just turn on. There is, fully. and it's it's and they're pretty they're smart. Pretty smart. Yeah. Um. There's actually, uh, there's a pre-release bug that made you have to do that to complete a few bosses. So. Uh, which is that's completely cleared up Uh, so don't don't worry about that anybody who's looking to play this game Um, but yeah like combat's fun you're doing like all the big cool one piece moves Uh, like Luffy has his his gum gum gatling which he just like throws a thousand punches at like a group of enemies Uh, Nami's using the weather uh, to take out huge swaths of enemies uh, obviously, if like Frankie, who can shoot cola from his body, uh, Frankie's Frankie's fun. But I mean, we don't have to go. Reeves knows all these. Yeah, all, all these characters are, are guys. I'm bored. I'm like, oh, I've seen it a million times. <laughs> I don't think Wes has met Frankie yet, and and what he's. Really no, it's I met him be... in One Piece Odyssey, but that's the. Uh, uh, it's gonna be a while. <laughs> the very strange character with the circle shoulder things. Nailed it. Yeah, cool. Um, that's it. That's him. <laughs> right, so here, here's the big question, John. Yeah, and this is coming from someone who uh, it may be the world's foremost uh, World Seeker enjoyer. I think if you look at Metacritic, I think my review of World Seeker is the highest. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some, that game really clicked with me, and nearly nobody else <laughs> for some weird reason. I don't know why. But um, is this the best? One Piece game in terms of what you've played. I'm sure you haven't played them all. I certainly have. Yeah, I think this is the best. It's my favorite. I'd say um, okay. it, it does get like a lot of the like the interactions between the Straw Hats, right? Like uh, like Zoro and Sanji are always fighting. Nami is super greedy, and so like that that motivates her in in a bunch of scenes. Um, I think that the combat is is a lot of fun, and it does give you that team fight element that that is always woven throughout one piece and like it's it's battles um it does cool things with its story it it it's a little bit slow to get there but like the back half of this game it just rips it's it's a lot of fun uh in in the back half once they start playing with uh the the whole uh like going into your memories and like what that what that means and what kind of uh strange occurrences can happen uh with memories because they they do this hand wavy thing a few times where every time you go back into uh i, I believe it's called uh memoria which is the just this world of memories uh, that limbs like you know like not everything's gonna be the same don't expect everything to happen exactly how it happens 
you know, memories are fuzzy like that. We have to rearrange the world for game design purposes. Yes. So that's the conceit. <laughs> we we can we can have maybe three of the characters from this arc, and that's it. Um, but yeah, like the the whole hand wavy thing is uh, memories are fuzzy. So like not everything is gonna happen exactly. Also, they're pulling memories from like nine different people. So there's going to be these weird amalgamations of things and you're going to have characters with you that you didn't have or that they didn't have during those original adventures. Uh, so that, that'll that kind of change things as well. Um, it gets... Sounds like a cool game, but not really for One Piece newbies. Is what you're yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of where I'm landing with it. People new to One Piece can can play it and probably get a good feel for like who those characters are but i would still recommend if you're interested in that world and those characters after playing some of this just go back and watch the show or, or read the manga i i think it's on, that, a lot of it's on netflix i think the first 300 something episodes yeah. are on netflix yeah so well cool yeah well i'm excited to read the full review like i said john it, it might maybe it's already on the site by the time it might be. you're listening we'll to this episode I'm all not right sure. quick quick possibly controversial question mm-hmm. i was thinking about getting into like an anime i was like i haven't watched one in a while sure. and mm-hmm. uh is one piece a good starter because i was also thinking dragon ball which has also some history to it mm-hmm. like, interesting if, if you were gonna get into one which one would you recommend well how, what how much you looking to commit to something here i'm going to devote the rest of my life mm-hmm. to well <laughs> I don't know i have the anime for you no uh I, I like One Piece more than Dragon Ball. I, I find that it's it's more entertaining. I like the characters more. If you're looking for, like, cool, like, this dude's going to power up a million times, I mean, you're going to get that in One Piece, but if you want that on a shorter timetable, Dragon Ball's great. Because Dragon Ball is also, like, super long running. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have yeah. hundreds of episodes of that as well. Are you, are you, are, is this a sarcastic question, Reeves? Or are you Not really, really no, to... because mm-hmm. I was genuinely thinking like last year of like, maybe I should finally watch Dragon Ball mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm an anime fan, but mostly like movies is what I've watched. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I love Miyazaki films and all that, but I haven't really watched a ton of other than like Cowboy Bebop, which is like in terms of commitment, not super high. Yeah, no, no, uh, no. So like these other shows like Dragon Ball just seem gigantic and kind of intimidating uh, so I'm like, I don't know, but maybe I should give it a shot. I should see what the deal is. I, I think Dragon Ball is probably a good place to start. And I would actually start with Dragon Ball and not Dragon Ball Z. Um, it is the beginning of the story. And I I actually like that series more just because it is more grounded for what the characters could do. Um, it's more of an adventure, too. It is more of an adventure. And, and yeah. there's more stakes, I think. Um, and one of the greatest stakes. like opening theme songs of all time. Yeah, yeah, they still use that song, like even for <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah, you can't go wrong with Dragon Ball, man. I mean, honestly, like if yeah, there's stuff like Full Metal Alchemist, not to derail the podcast, that like I would maybe recommend first that aren't like that have reasonable endings, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, okay. Like you could watch all of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood and have an amazing experience. And if you had done the same thing with One Piece, you'd watch like two seasons or something. Yeah, you know? I if if you okay. do end up diving into One Piece, I would look at like the arcs and be like, all right, so this is like the first what the Kyle, what would you say the first arc for One Piece would be just the East Blue? I guess yeah. The names I always kind of struggle with. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a total like anime newbie. I think I could take some of the harder stuff. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll I see. don't know, man. I yeah like. 
you you could almost you could almost watch up until Nami joins the crew, and it's like if you're if you are in, mm-hmm. then keep going. But if that didn't if that wasn't exciting for you, because that was like that was a big turning point for me where I was like watching it and I was like, ah, oh, this is fun. I like this. And then there were like scenes in Nami joint, like her sort of journey to actually join the crew. And it shows how like committed Luffy is to like, you know, being Luffy ends up being this like amazing character that I was like tearing up at moments where I was like, Oh my God, he's so loyal and like great. And, uh, and then at that point I was like all in. So it's funny because like, 90% of the time, Luffy is just a monster who wants to punch things and then eat meat. And that's it. And then, like, he has these really, these really like, gripping moments with other characters that, like, really... Where, where you totally understand why his crew would go to the end of the Earth yeah. for him. Yeah. Like, and you're like, I would too, <laughs> Luffy. And, and I, I am. You. I want to be that kind of man. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for letting me derail the podcast. Oh, yeah, I know. Gosh, we're, we might Help be going along. You are the host, after all, Ben. That's right. That's right. Oh, it's my fault. Uh, what should we talk about next, everybody? Yeah, here. Let's let's jump to the, here. I just want to because let's because I, I want to get to questions in this quiz and your top tens and stuff. I just want to quickly talk about Vengeful Guardian Moonrider, uh, which is this like a sixteen bit platformer. It really looks like a Genesis game, but it has all these kind of like like a, a it feels a little Mega Man Xy, which is like poetry to me like yeah. that's that's all hey, i want like there's so I'm many in. there's so many levels like you're not dashing or climbing walls or even shooting um it kind of feels like playing a zero in Mega Man x4 if you couldn't dash or climb walls but there's just so many little things and bosses in the levels where i'm like ooh, this this feels like you know uh, this even like specific level or this boss did this mechanic in Mega Man X3 or something like that. Uh, so I'm really I'm really having a, a good a good time with it so far. I'm not I'm not very far in it yet. I think there's like you you know you beat the first level and then you get a choice of like six levels to pursue. I don't think it's a super long game, but uh, I just wanted to call it out because it seems it seems cool so far. It it looks really neat. I'm looking at pictures of it now, and it definitely looks like someone reskinned. Mega Man X and put it on the Genesis. Like it's it has that very like the sprites look yes. like Genesis sprites. Yeah, it's so it's so funny mm. that there's that distinction okay. between Genesis and Super Nintendo yeah. <laughs> where it's like this feels like a throwback Genesis game, this feels like a throwback Super Nintendo. There's, there's game. something chunky about the the pixels on on the Genesis yeah. that yeah. Makes it also out. does something that I, I I I've gotten that experience in a couple games, not that many, but where you're playing it and you're playing it and you're like I think I'm the bad guy. I don't think I'm the good guy in this game. I think I'm the antagonist. <laughs> you know, I think I think everyone's out to stop me, but I'm going off on this like vengeful, destructive thing. You know, like playing Shadow yeah, like of the Colossus or right? something. What was that, Ben? I said kind of like fatherhood. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> exactly. I'll be the villain someday. Can't wait. Uh, let's, uh, John and Reeves. Let's let's talk about your um, top tens. I, I want to hear uh, some of your favorite games of the year. I, I'm not sure the best way to structure this. Um, maybe we just go kind of quickly down if you have a proper 10 to 1 list. Um, and then and then Wesley and I can uh, criticize your guys' list and tell you oh, where you've gone do. wrong and stuff like that. Um, John, you want to go first? You want to go through your 10? Yeah. All right. Uh, so starting at 10, uh, I, have, I have a couple of these that are, are split uh, between two games just because they kind of fit a similar slot for me. Uh, so number mm, 10. So you're cheating. I'm cheating. Also, I don't have a, a, a an outlet that I need to have a strict 10 for. So uh, <laughs> you're pulling the old. Uh, this is a deep cut that Reeves will get. Joe Juba 
we had our the, you know our i think it was our 10 favorite games of all time all the editors shared oh i and already know Joe what you're gonna say and i hate it put the mass effect trilogy as one of his top 10 favorite games of all time i'll never forgive him for it. <laughs> i'll never forgive it, it is all in one in one box now though so now no. but even then i wouldn't put like, future what do they call it legendary yeah. edition <laughs> the legendary edition i wouldn't put that on my list as like number one game that's a collection but my anyway, favorite whatever. episode of television is the uh, the box set of the office is basically yeah i really <laughs> love my favorite episode is season three of sopranos uh <laughs> So anyway, John. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll start at ten. Number ten uh, is a is a couple of fighting games that came out came out last year that I really like. Um, the King of Fighters fifteen and DNF Duel. Um, I think that they like if you're if you're looking at uh, like good modern fighting games to try to get into. I think both of those are a lot of fun. DNF Duels made by the people who made uh, Marvel vs. Capcom three. Uh, so it's very very loose and and very uh like you could do whatever the hell you want it feels like and uh i i had a a great time with that king of fighters 15 is a return to form for that series i loved it a lot uh number nine is world of warcraft dragonflight also another return to form oh i think okay yeah quietly like one that a lot of like i feel like it it hasn't gotten a lot of like publicity mm. quote unquote but the people who have played it really like yeah i i I know people still have like their their feelings about Activision Blizzard and course, like they're, yeah. they're the people in the culture there. Um, I, I think that steps are being taken uh, in the right direction, at least uh, on the on the WoW team, culture wise and gameplay wise, because uh, they added a lot of a lot of fun stuff to Dragonflight. It feels like a classic adventure uh, and riding around on dragons is sweet. Uh, number eight is a game that I actually played over Discord with some friends. It's uh, The Case of the Golden Idol. It's a lot of fun. Don't want to talk too much about it, but I think that uh, everyone should go play that or at it, least. It's like a point, point and click, right? You can at least like sort of pitch the genre, I think, right? I haven't played it yet. It, it looks, it sounds really cool. It looks kind of like an eyesore. If you look at pictures of it, the art is uh, unique to be generous, but <laughs> maybe it grows on you a little bit. Yeah. But I've heard it's a really fun like adventure game. I want to check it out. Yeah, Bill, I think it's an adventure game. Maybe John can clarify for us. Uh, an adventure game, right, John? Yes, it is. It is an adventure okay. game. Yes. Very, very fun. Uh, great, great story throughout. Uh, I think that everyone should play it. Um, number seven is Fortnite. Uh, last year was the year of Fortnite for me. Kind of got uh, into it uh, in the latter half of the year. Sadly, after all the, the cool Dragon Ball skins were gone. Uh, I, was, oh, no. I was really bummed that like, I got in like a week after those left the store. So, uh, but I do have my my Hero Academia skins now. So I'm okay. That's good. That's another anime you might want to look up. Reeves, my hero, especially as a comic book like American comic book fan. Yeah, my Hero Academia like is like American comics through a Japanese lens, kind of. Like a lot of heroes are inspired by like Marvel heroes and DC heroes and stuff like that. That sounds cool. Yeah. Number six on my list. Uh, I I. I'm cheating again. Again? Uh, again. Uh, I'm so, so sorry. Uh, but this is technically three games, I guess. It's Oh, my God. Two, two and a half. John, uh, I, I shouldn't have even invited you here. What are we doing? <laughs> um, but I, I think you'll appreciate these. Uh, it is Pokemon Scarlet and Violet and Pokemon Legends Arceus. Um, Absurd. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like both... I. I I guess all three games uh, fill uh, one one perfect Pokemon p- 
package in my mind where uh, the catching mechanics in Arceus and like introducing open world elements and then uh, also bringing some cool innovations to how the Pokedex is tracked and and how you actually learn about Pokemon in Arceus um, mixed with the I, I think the better progression of Scarlet and Violet. I still like the gyms. I like the the Star Road. Um, I like the Titan battles. There's so much uh, to do in Scarlet and Violet, uh, but I wish they they took a little bit more from Arceus and it put those into Scarlet and Violet as well. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I will accept this list three mm-hmm. entries in a single slot, which is ridiculous. But I'm going to ask you if if you had to pick one or the other, would yeah. it be Scarlet and Violet or Arceus? If you had to. Uh, I think Scarlet and Violet, just just because of Same the page, yeah. the core progression, I think is just much better. Uh, like it, it just jives with me way more. And I and I stuck with that that game longer. I never finished Arceus, um, but I like it as the prototype for what the future of Pokemon can be. Yeah, I hope it. I I hope it gets follow ups like an Arceus two or some some other legendary Pokemon name. Yeah, that, yeah, or or in DLC or something for Scarlet and Violet, like incorporate some of that stuff. I think that'd be mm, cool, be especially with, yeah. uh, I mean, spoilers for Scarlet and Violet. There's some, there's some time travel shenanigans uh, that uh, Arceus is also kind of dealing with as well. So yeah. Uh, right, next? What you got next? Next is uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Uh, it's an, an, a game from early this year. Uh, a, a platformer from Nintendo. If, if you would, uh, if you would guess that they put one of those out. Uh, but I think it's one of the best Kirby games in years, and it really shows what that uh, franchise can be in, in 3D, which it really hasn't been before outside of what, like Air Ride? Uh, or Kirby's yeah. Dream Course? There's I there's guess. some two and a half two and a half D Kirby's. Yeah. But, but this is the first proper 3D Kirby, and it works, like, maybe I shouldn't say surprisingly, because we're talking about Nintendo, but it works really well. It does work really like it, it, it feels like a really slow-paced uh, Mario 3D Land or Mario 3D World, um, which I super appreciate. There's a lot to explore. There's a lot to do. Um, and it, it goes full-on anime in the end, which I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Um, number four is an undeniable game from this year. I, I think... Uh, it it is getting its uh it's due from a lot of outlets, but it's Vampire Survivors. Um, this is a game that I pick up every every once in a while just to do a few runs. But it's it's really the evolution of uh of idle games for me. Um, that I, that I really really dig. So what what are you playing on mostly? Where are you playing it? Uh, Steam Deck. So Steam, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So I've got a portable. Like I'll I'll just like boot it up when I'm in bed. Uh, before I go to sleep and, and just uh, knock like just check off some of the, some of the boxes that I need to take care of like getting getting new characters or completing a level or uh, getting certain items uh, it, it really just it's it's kind of it's fun chores to do yeah I like um, this pick because it's just one game which I think is, is pretty cool I mean it ha- I mean it, it is in plural it is vampire survivors uh, so really we can we can uh, envelop this whole. Uh, this new genre uh, into that as well. There's a lot of clones out there. Um, and only more, I guess. But there's only going to be more too, I'm sure, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, number three is uh, probably my mobile game of the year, and that is Marvel Snap. Uh, also, just a, a fantastic new card game uh, that came out this year. 
it it absorbed me uh, for the first couple of months of it being out. I haven't played it in a couple of weeks, but uh, there's there's been a lot of uh, other stuff to do. Yeah, Marvel Snap is just super fun. I love getting in a couple of games here and there, uh, building new decks. Like deck building is so cool and simple, and like that, it's only like what 10, 12 cards per deck. Uh, there's not a huge barrier to entry there for for uh, building something new. Yeah, and I don't want. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna spoil it. Reeves, uh, shut up. But I'm gonna spoil it. I I know it's on Reeves's list somewhere. Maybe in the top three. Maybe we'll maybe find out soon. Place. Reeves, don't talk. Uh, number two is um, Kyle. Don't don't give me any guff for this one. Uh-oh. Uh oh. <laughs> this is from technically last year, from December of last year. But I I reviewed oh it God. in January. John, of what this are you year. doing? <laughs> uh, it is uh, Final Fantasy fourteen Endwalker. Uh, which is the culmination to the entire Final Fantasy XIV story that's come so far. And uh, really, with the 300 hours that I played uh, to review this game uh, between October of last year and January of this year, uh, it's become my favorite Final Fantasy. Not not because of like Stockholm Syndrome or anything. Wait, wait, like period? Period. Uh, oh, it, wow. it is my Jeez. favorite. Uh, and, and like... It, it's doing cool things in an MMO space, uh, allowing you to have like a party and like familiar faces that travel with you and you get to know them and their quirks. And like you really get to care about this this group of like the science of the seventh dawn. It, so so it's doing MMO stuff. It's doing that party stuff, but also it's doing the wild J, JRPG stuff that you expect from a Final Fantasy game. Um where you are, I mean, Endwalker is the name for a reason. You are walking to the ends of time, to the ends of existence, uh, to the ends of the the uh, the planet's uh, orbit, uh, the the end of the story. Uh, mm. Endwalker kind of encapsulates encapsulates all of that beautifully. And uh, I, I'm still kind of flabbergasted that you said like favorite Final Fantasy period. That's why. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it went from eight to this. So, <laughs> jeez, all right. Uh, and then number one uh, is a little game. I'm not sure if you've heard of it, Kyle, or 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 Wes, or or Ben. Uh, it's it's Elden Ring. Uh, this this killer little... choice. Another another yeah. one that I like because it's a game that came out this year and it's only one game. <laughs> another good choice, John. <laughs> Listen, uh, I had to make some concessions on this list, and uh, I had to include some games from this year. Right. Uh, which the next year's list will be completely different. It'll be all 2022 games. Because uh, <laughs> okay. you're calling I, your shot now. Yeah, I mean, I've I haven't played God of War Ragnarok yet. I haven't played Xenoblade Chronicles three. There's there's a bunch of uh, a bunch of stuff that I still need to get to from 2022. So yeah, next year. Well, I, I mean, obviously it's been talked about to death, but I mean, what? Why? Why did you love Elden Ring? Like, why yeah, did it click with you? Elden Ring is. I mean, I, I've I've played just about every from software souls game prior to this but this was the first one that really clicked for me on like a systems level um where i really got like i understood the gearing um but also it, it let me go at my own pace like you're not going down specific paths like you are in in dark souls um you're not kind of forced to take on these specific bosses you can explore the world and i, I like the world is so massive um and and really let me play the game my own way and find my own path 
uh, that was different from everybody else that I talked to at the time. Um, yeah, I, I appreciate the, 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 I guess the pace of it. Um, this, the story's great. The combat's great. The, the world, like I said, is, is massive and almost like infinitely explorable. Uh, there's always something new for me to drop in and look at, uh, and, and find. And I, I, it's infinitely fascinating to me. The, yeah, no, really, really, the, game. You know, this year could have ended in February. Yeah, uh, right. for for, games, for what it's for worth, games. for for games, for games. Uh, we we don't need the actual year to end in February. That'd be terrible. What an well, awful I mean, month. You your two favorite games. You were done with them by <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like the half of my list was out by then. Right. Exactly. I mean, King, yeah. King of Fighters 15 was February. Arceus is in there. Kirby was like March. Uh, and then Vampire Survivors, of course, was in early access. Uh, and Walker and Elden Ring. Yeah, yeah. That's most of my list is like from the first part of the year. Well, John, those are those those are some good games, but a terrible list in terms of structure. <laughs> um, but no, I, 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 I it's good stuff in there. Uh, Reeves, what about you? Do you have a do you do you actually follow the assignment and pick ten? <laughs> good games for last year yeah yeah 100 man um <laughs> number 10 is super mario brothers number nine is monopoly number eight monopoly. is john's list uh, hey, so far it's still one game yeah. well i guess they just didn't come out last year though is the, is the, is the yeah. bit no i'm happy to go through my list i can go through it pretty quick here uh number 10 is actually a vr game which i try to dabble with my vr setup from time to time because i think there's still good games on there moss book 2 have you guys played this? Hmm. I started it. Yeah, haven't. haven't I think it's great. It. I, I know your cohorts at MinMax, Kyle, kind of dismissed it out of hand, which I thought was was kind of messed up because it's a really good game, and I think it's if you like the first Moss, it continues that style. It feels in my mind like a PS2 game that you play in VR, if that makes sense. But you're this tiny little mouse in a big world. It's got a sort of medieval fantasy setting. I think they do some cool stuff with. I don't want to spoil stuff but like just environmental puzzle stuff and it's got kind of a simple action mechanic but it's just a really solid well put together game that i think is worth checking out if you have a vr headset do you play that on what are you playing on quest is that what you're playing on i'm playing on yeah the the meta quest okay because i believe yeah. Ma, i think that game came out originally on playstation vr in 2021 so so far so bad oh is what i'm trying are you to sure say. kyle are you sure oh it came out March 31st, 2022. So you're good. You're good. You're good. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. I think the original came out on PSVR first. I uh, no, it, it came out on PSVR first, but it, they both came out in 2022, it looks oh, okay. like. But yeah, I just like that. Uh, also, just a quick aside, I, more third-person VR games in the sense of like you're controlling a character in VR as opposed to being in their field of view. I, I, I like those kind of games. Yeah, you don't always have to be first person in yeah. vr like it totally vr still works and it's still awesome and immersive even if you're playing a third person yeah uh number nine for my list is a game that came out early in the year and i think got skipped over by a lot of people strange horticulture it's one of those potion making games which apparently is a fad now <laughs> yeah a lot of potion crazy games. how many of those games are but it was one of the early ones for last year and it's got just a really nice like welcoming art style i think the art's really like pretty 
it's a simple mechanic where you're just collecting herbs and making potions out of them and labeling your stuff and organizing stuff. So if you like games like unpacking, you might like this because it's all about organization, but it's got a creepy narrative undertone to it as well. So definitely worth your time if you're at all interested in that. Number eight, maybe a controversial pick for some people. It's Elden Ring. Eight. Game I, oh, yeah, wow. I definitely liked. It's on my top 10. Did not click for me like a lot of people. <laughs> I like how you're like trying to get ahead of the comments. You're like, look, guys, I did I did like it. I put it on my list. I played it. Look, I liked it. I you... beat the game. I beat the final boss. Yeah. Uh, I liked it. Obviously, it's on the list. But yeah, it just for some reason, those games never hit for me the way they hit for other people. I don't know why. I did like it, though. So there. You, what do you want from me? It's on my list. <laughs> Number seven is Tunic, another game that I just loved. A little indie adorable. It's the Fox game. You guys know what it is, right? Yeah. It's a game that I would put down every now and then because I'm like, I don't know where I'm supposed to go. This game's frustrating. And then I would come back to it like the next day. I'm like, I, I want to keep playing this. Yeah, it's a it's, game. It's like it had it's... something to it getting lost is like an important part of that game like it wouldn't be as good without getting lost but then but you still have that frustration of getting lost it's like they it's it's interesting how that works yeah yeah for sure uh see number six is nobody saves the world it's a game that again came out pretty early in the year but i spent like half the year thinking this might be my game of the year i just really really liked nobody saves the world it got some comparisons to classic zelda top-down zelda it's it's like that in the combat exploration but there's not really puzzles which is fine but you can swap who you are you're this character that can become not anything but like i don't know there's like 20 different things you become you can be a rat there's classes like mage and you know warrior and arch archer rogue but then there's also like absurd classes like mermaid or horse <laughs> stuff like that where you're like what uh, you can become a dragon which is awesome at the end of the game so definitely definitely uh worth playing if you haven't is it still on game pass it was on game pass for a long time oh, so I don't know. what is it, it with people named ben in that game people named ben just love that game that's and right that's, we have good taste kyle <laughs> Number five. Oh, and real quick, just just a reminder: every these are all above Elden Ring for Ben Reeves. I just want to that's make right. sure that that's uh, everyone remembers that as we go down this list. Are they, Number five. I I stand by that. They're great <laughs> no, games. it's I'm just giving you crap. Vampire Survivors is number five, uh, which John already mentioned. It's I remember Brian Vore turned me onto this game at one point, and he's like, "It's amazing." And I'm like, "You're hyping this up pretty high." I don't think if this game sounds super simple. I've seen videos. It's a like one stick game, basically. How can good can this be? But there's something about that game that's just super addictive and easy to pick up and play. But then the more you play, the more you unlock things and understand the mechanics more. It's super, super good. Yeah, it it also does like it does kind of the thing that mobile games do arguably too well, where it's like really flashy, rewarding, like explosive animations that make you make your heart flutter. But it does it all without anything even close to like monetization or like a microtransaction. Yeah. Wes, have you, have you, I know we talked about it before. You hadn't played it like a couple months ago. Have you had a chance to check out Vampire Survivors yet? No, I haven't actually. It's like the oh, one you game. gotta, dude. You gotta. I, I was going to over the break, but um, it's free I, on phones and apparently it's pretty good on there now, too. It was like number and one on my uh, list. On Gay Pass. Yeah. I have it downloaded on like three devices, but um, 
I have Fire Emblem, and that is my assignment to play. So I've been playing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good game. You should check it out, Wes, at some point. It's every run is only like half an hour, but it just makes the time fly by so fast that you can get lost in like run after run and just lose a whole rest of your day. Play the game. All right, moving on. Number four, Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Uh, I'm a big fan of strategy games. I love the first Mario Rabbids game. This game, it's, I want to say more of the same, but it's like it plays differently, but at the same time, it still feels like a Mario Rabbids game and it's it still meets that bar from that first game that I really liked of just really quality interesting strategy choices fun weird combat choices you can make between your party like have each character functions differently and does different moves but they kind of play off of each other in a fun way fun silly stupid world and the rabbits aren't super annoying in this one which is a feat in and of itself so yeah that's number four number three as we said marvel snap really good game second best marvel card game of the year uh it's super addicting i really like it i was kind of not expecting a ton from it even though i love hearthstone but it's you know i haven't spent any money on this game and i and i know that system is in there but i it's not super aggressive about it and i appreciate that ben what was your favorite what's your favorite card to play in marvel snap do you have a favorite card to build around i really like messing around with carnage i have a deck that's all about like destroying other cards which is probably my favorite deck so far. And I have Deadpool now. Deadpool is a 1-1 card. and But every time you destroy him, he pops back into your hand and doubles his power. So I have I got him up to 40 damage at one point, or 40 power at one point, which he starts at 1, and I was able to get him in 6 turns to 40. So that was like pretty fun to do. Uh, so I really like him as well. Do you remember that time at the old Game Informer offices? This is years before the Ryan Reynolds Deadpool movie. Someone dressed as Deadpool came to Game Informer's office and handed out burritos. You're saying that wasn't Ryan Reynolds? That was that was no. <laughs> I think that was for the the game, right? Wasn't that in promotion of the game? Yeah. Uh, so it was no, Nolan it was. North. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> so, are you sure they weren't chimichangas? I remember them being. I think they were Chipotle or burritos or chimichangas okay. or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's his thing in the comics is he's really into chimichangas and tacos and whatnot. Yes, I do remember that, Kyle. That, that was, was absurd. We got a lot of pictures. I actually have a picture. I don't know if it was the same guy, but at Comic-Con that year, they had another guy dressed as, or maybe the same guy, dressed as Deadpool, and I got a picture with him and um, Bruce Campbell. It's like me, <laughs> Deadpool, and Bruce, which is the weirdest mashup, but it's kind of awesome. I mean, I'll, maybe I can, I'll try to find my own pictures. Maybe we could just use that for the podcast images. <laughs> Do I have a picture of you and, and Deadpool in the old game for Robinson? I mean, there's probably one somewhere, right? Yeah. Yeah, I love Deadpool. Uh, I don't think everybody always uses him right, but he's a fun character. Anyway, that's Marvel Snap. And I should just, I forgot to qualify before I went onto my list. I actually left midnight suns off this list just because i felt a little bit biased about it i think it's a great game you should all play it well now i gotta delete all my jokes that i wrote when you were gonna have it <laughs> oh, really? on your list when i was gonna I say it uh, all right well let's hear him buddy i probably would be my number one if i'm yeah. being honest with myself actually i didn't um i didn't have any jokes but i was planning on giving you crap i didn't have anything pre-written um, <laughs> ben worked on midnight oh. suns in, in case you uh in case no one knows <laughs> in case, this is in so, case why, no one understands this, this conversation like, why are they talking about this yeah number two god of war ragnarok 
which is a game that I liked the 2018 God of War. And I kind of went into this being like, I'm sure it'll be good. For some reason, 2018 didn't blow my mind back, blow my hair back. Like, that's the expression, right? Blow your mind back. <laughs> it is now. Like it did for a lot of people in 2018. I don't know why. I did like the game. I think it was number eight on my list that year. You know, like the good, like I like this game, but doesn't. <laughs> An Elden Ring caliber. Yeah, exactly. The Elden Ring spot. <laughs> but so anyway, the point I'm trying to make is I went into Ragnarok being like, yeah, sure. I'm going to play it. I'll probably like it. But for uh, my mind was blown back with Ragnarok. <laughs> he changed I, it. It was hair. <laughs> yeah. I really like this game. Just the narrative stuff they're doing was really good. It the stakes were higher. The combat clicked for me in a way that the 2018, I liked the 2018 combat, but just felt more refined in Ragnarok. I liked balancing between the weapons, applying fire, applying ice damage to people. Yeah, I just, I really liked Ragnarok in a way that I wasn't expecting. So that's why it's my number two. And then number one is probably a surprise for some people, but Citizen Sleeper. Have you guys played this game? Yeah, it is surprising uh, but it's not surprising too because I've heard nothing but praises for it it's, being sung. It's blowing everyone's uh, hair back. It's really <laughs> just. I don't think that's the expression, Kyle. Oh, it's not. Oh, okay, excuse me. No, it's uh one of the. I, I actually I'll say this. I think it's the best written game of the year. I think it's got the best writing in any game this well technically last year, but you know what I mean. It's a game where you wake up. You're Better this than midnight sun. <laughs> hey, I said I left it off. <laughs> yeah, it's. A game where you wake up, you're this uh, sleeper is what they call them. You're like a human consciousness in a robot body. So it's sci-fi. You're on this space station and you're basically just trying to go around, meet people and survive. There's multiple narrative paths. You can choose multiple endings. It's very, very narrative heavy, very text heavy. So there's a lot of reading, but there is also a mechanic where you roll dice at the beginning of the day. So one through six. And that kind of dictates like you can apply these dice to different tasks throughout the day. And, you know, if it's a six, it's like basically guaranteed you, you can nail nail that task. No problem. If it's a one, it's like, well, you're probably not going to do this. So there might be repercussions for failing this. But even that, even though it's like it sounds simple and is that basic mechanic was very compelling to me. I really liked going about the station and just like, OK, I really, really want to do this task. So I'm going to like use my six here. I'm going to use my five here. And then this other thing that I'm like, well, let's just see what happens. I'll put a two on it. And that was super interesting and seeing how the world reacted to what I was doing. And again, huge, huge props to whoever wrote it. Like it's a really actually genuinely compelling narrative that Mm -hmm. I think is, is well-written. So definitely check it out it was on game pass again at one point <laughs> maybe there's still theme. is yeah i've no, been playing wes, a ton of game pass games this year wes was a big proponent of that game like citizen sleeper yeah. ended up all over our list right wes yeah yeah i don't want to spoil the issue but uh we have some awards that line up with what ben has said about the game but yeah that's a game that i reviewed back in i don't know march or something i'd heard some buzz about it and then i just played it and it was like a game where i went to Brian and I was like hey can I review this um I know it's not on our radar but I want to and I loved it and I still think about it all the time the music's amazing like the visual style is like nothing else this year I I keep telling uh, Miller to play it because it's like a tabletop RPG in a game and I know he'll like it but he hasn't played it yet but like if you like 
that kind of game. Like if tabletop's your jam, you'll especially like this. And really, if you like good stories, then you're going to love this game. Um, yeah. Jump over the it's age. It's the best game I didn't work on last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sleeper hit of the year. Uh, see, John, now that's how you put together a list. Yeah, don't put multiple games in one slot. <laughs> Make sure they all came out this year. I don't know why I'm being so critical of your list. I think it's a good list, John. <laughs> uh, no, that's good. So I I like I I I like both your lists. Uh, Reeves, yours was yeah, um, perfect. Surprising. Um, yeah, no Midnight Suns and Elden Ring at eight. Wow, incredible. <laughs> it's weird. Hey, I live to serve. Yeah, I, yeah. I wish I wish my mind was blown back by Elden Ring, but uh, just yeah. did not. No, Just that's a perfectly I, I reasonable like reaction. I'm, I'm giving you a hard time. I totally understand if Elden Ring. I mean, it's on your. It's one of your ten favorite games of the year. Like, that's right. Thank you for know. defending me, Kyle. I, I I both defend you and anti defend you. I don't know. Attack you. All right, we got everyone's top ten list out of the way. I got a quiz for for you, Reeves, and Wes can participate in this as well because uh, Wes has not watched a lot of One Piece. Uh, John helped me with this, so here's what we're gonna do. You guys can see my stream, right? Yes. yes. And uh, Reeves, do you want to describe that fellow you see there in the picture since this, uh, this is an audio podcast? You want me to describe him? Yeah, just describe him. Yeah, just a simple. Maybe guy, you even know who it is. Yeah. Uh, he is a guy wearing a red shirt. It's opened. So you can see his chest, which has a what looks like a scar in the shape of an X. He's also got a straw hat. He looks kind of like a straw hat pirate of some kind. Yeah. So this is this is Luffy. This is the main character of One Piece that you're looking at, Reeves. Uh huh. What do you What do you think his abilities are? That's what this That's what this quiz This is what this quiz is going to be. There okay. are characters in One Piece who eat something called the Devil Fruit that gives them superpowers, and I want you to guess what their powers are based on just looking at them. Well, he's like super stretchy, right? Like right, Mister Fantastic. Yes. Which I yeah. I told you I read a Wikipedia man. So see, yeah. So this is that's I just I put Luffy up first to kind of. Put the baseline structure of what we're going for here. No, but that's also like, yeah, I feel like that's the easy one. Exactly. No, I, I gave you an easy one to start with. Yeah. Wes, so, do you want to try to guess? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to figure out who this is. Um. <laughs> cool. Okay, so so that you got Luffy. He's a stretchy guy. Nailed it. Now we're going to take a look. We have a new character on screen. I'll give you his, his name. You can see him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Okay. This is Kelly Funk, I believe. Yes. Is that or do, is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, and uh, why don't you, uh, you and Wes Reeves, just describe him a little bit and then try to guess his powers, and we'll tell you if you if he's if you're right. Okay, he looks like my cousin Barney. I was uh, literally about to say that. Yeah, it's a yeah, reference we yeah. all know and doesn't need additional <laughs> he's, explanation. He's got some weird striped pants. He's shirtless. He's got he's a boxer. Stars. Yeah, he's got the Rockstar yeah, yeah. Energy Drink mm-hmm. logo on his shoulder. <laughs> Loves Rockstar. <laughs> he's got a. Uh, a bad haircut, kind of like a, a stupider Elvis <laughs> Presley haircut. Yeah. And uh, so, really what, what's big his mouth. superpower? What do you guys think his superpower is? Well, I'm tempted to think some kind of strongman thinks he's got the boxing gloves. Maybe he's got limitless energy because of all the rock star energy he's drinking. Yeah. <laughs> right, Wes, any guesses? He seems pretty buff, but his arms are st- like proportionally small. So, I'm going to guess either his traps which are ginormous or his legs um, are like extra powerful. I don't know what extra powerful traps would do for you, but got really lanky arms. Maybe he's stretchy. Is he like super stretchy? Uh, You guys are are, are wrong. Gish. 
Uh, obviously, Kelly Funk drank or ate the jacket jacket fruit, which That's means right. he can turn into a jacket and then he can be <laughs> worn by other characters and he will sort of be able to control them and use their powers. Is that what? Wait, he can control people then? Yeah, yeah he, he turns into yeah. a jacket and controls them. But you would have to willingly put the jacket on? No, I, he kind of he can kind of like put himself on people. And... He just hangs himself up on a coat rack and like, I hope somebody puts yeah, it on. He's a, he, he is his own skin suit that he puts onto people and then controls them. Is it like fast? Okay. Is it like a Majin Buu thing? Like he can just kind of envelop you? Or do you have to, is it just like a sure. hug? He goes in for a hug and then boom. I don't know. You ever put on a jacket? Like sometimes you can put that on pretty quick. <laughs> True. S- slip on a sleeve. All right. Let's see. Next up we have, um, uh, this is uh, Bluno. What does Bluno look like, Reeves and Wes? Uh, he looks like a sad Brian Shea. <laughs> Otherwise known as Brian Shea. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Brian. Love you. Yeah, he's got a, a slick suit on, all black, little uh, pocket square. His hair looks black like uh, horns, maybe mm-hmm. bull horns or Satan horns. Oh, yeah. sure. Which you know, obviously, that should influence what you think his superpower is. I think, right? You, you should take all this yeah. into consideration. He turns into okay. a a bull, and just like yeah. that's that's his power. Is he super stretchy? <laughs> Does he turn into like a stretchy for everybody? Uh, no, Bluno ate the door door fruit, uh, which means anything he touches can become a door. Mm, okay, that's makes that makes sense. So, okay. so wait, are they doors that like lead to like teleport you somewhere, or are they just doors? Uh, I don't, I don't think so. I think he can just basically if there's a wall, he can touch He's it and create stuff. a door, yeah. so he can walk through it. And then I guess his his body can become a door too. I believe I don't know if you have any more insight into this. This isn't one of the ones John it's, sent me. So no. So it's it's been a while since I've watched that arc, and Blue Nose actually uh, spoilers is not in One Piece Odyssey. So I had no refresher on what is. What oh, his I just I was it. pulling from anyway. It doesn't necessarily have to be Odyssey people, but he no. turns in. He makes doors. That's his makes superpower. Doors. Yeah, yeah. Of course. I don't know why you guys are. I don't know why you guys are starting. We, so we really should have known that one. I mean. <laughs> That's character design 101. All right. So this is uh, Beige Gang Capone. I actually, I don't think I know this character. This is one John sent me. Yeah. Okay. He, he, yeah. Yeah. So uh, describe him a little bit and have a guess at his power. What is that jacket? It's like some kind of like old school pirate revolution. He's a pirate. pirate. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say he looks like a Napoleon. He's a captain. Jacket. Got a striped (laughs) outfit. Pretty cool outfit, I got to admit. Yeah. And his his name's Capone. So yeah. his nickname is Gang. Yeah. So, um, so what do you guys think a... his power is? I'm going to guess he's stretchy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to uh, guess. He... Oh, go ahead. Well, I'm just I'm just trying to think of. Uh, does, do you think it has something to do with the cigar in his mouth? I think so. The last guy was named Bluno and he turned into a door. So connecting those uh-huh. dots, I think Gang Capone can turn into like a Tommy gun and oh, that's a good idea. Hmm. Um, I think the cigar in his mouth is Capone. Like mm, that's the character and mm. he's like using this body as a puppet. That's uh, a, that's actually a cool idea. Animated cigar. <laughs> that's actually oddly in the right direction. Yeah, John, you want to take uh this one? Yeah, uh so uh Beg Gang Capone, I think that's how you pronounce his name. He ate the Castle Castle fruit and his body is an actual fortress. He can shrink things down to store them in his body. So he can keep like all of his henchmen within himself 
and like open up doors and have like people shooting Tommy guns out of him. Uh, so I was kind of right in a way. Yeah, you guys were absolutely in the right direction. When you say keep him in his body, yeah. is he swallowing them or is he like opening up his chest? He's opening up parts of him, uh, like doors on him and people shrink down. And then uh, he himself, like his consciousness also resides within him. It's very okay. weird. Uh, <laughs> Wait, so One Piece is cool? One Piece is, is pretty cool. <laughs> you're, you're getting to something, him turning into a Tommy gun. I was like, you're getting it. He turns <laughs> the, into something. He know? definitely has Tommy guns. He is he is that that flavor. Okay, next up, we got uh, uh, Tama, or Tama, T-A-M-A. Tama. This looks Tama. like, uh, like too, too much information. A little girl with purple hair wearing a kimono and holding the apple apple devil fruit, which... Um, <laughs> Keeps the doctors away. As we all know. That's right. <laughs> Keeps doctors away. <laughs> she hates doctors. She, uh, anytime she opens her mouth and breathes, yeah, her and she sends people op- opposite direction. Yeah. yeah. That sounds good. You think those there's some pipes behind her, which could be just a coincidence. Yeah, yeah that, no, that, that, I anything? wouldn't pay any attention to those. Those aren't a fact. Okay. Right. Okay. All right. All right. This is the best picture I could find ever. This what do you think be, her power is? This might be legs behind her, actually. Mm. I you think it has something to do with like her her mouth. Like something comes out of her mouth, close to the mouth. Yeah, I'm gonna guess Any- her hair does something. She can put people in her hair. She looks like she's got a lot of hair on her head and like a little gold clasp. That might just be uh, fashion, but mm. yeah, Wes, close. these are always like not what you expect. So maybe it's something like every time she farts on something, <laughs> it turns into laffy taffy. <laughs> it's a good power think, to have. Yeah, it's all subjective, but I think Reeves might be the closest actually Reeves, so, did you write one piece <laughs> i i didn't want to reveal actually been working on, on a one piece game, game. uh <laughs> so obviously she pinches her cheek and she pulls off a little portion of her cheek and then she feeds that to animals and animals are loyal to her and that can also be done with uh people who that's what i said kyle were, who, <laughs> who basically ate, what who i was ate, saying people who ate devil fruits which allow them to turn into animals they're also affected by this so okay are the animals like compelled to eat it like they like they can't resist eating it what's to stop no she so she 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 feeds it to them in oh i got that part why why are they eating it (laughs) because it's because it's dongo like it is is shoving it down their throat like it is actual food (laughs) yeah okay candy i think right yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, everyone played Monster Under Rise. Everyone knows what Dongo is. I right, only got a couple more of these. This is who is this? Bartholomew Kuma. And please, again, please uh, describe for the audio listeners. Yeah, he's a big guy with a lot of hair, small legs, got kind of some West hair. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He has some pants that are speckled, which I don't know what happened there. Had an accident of some kind when he's <laughs> painting, but he's a very big guy. He's got kind of a target-looking thing on his chest. He's got a zip up sweater hoodie thing i i want to say i want to know what happens when he unzips that you think his power has something to do with like unzipping that i think he's so he's got barriers and or something on his head and there's like paw prints i think that if he unzips his jacket he's either hiding a bear which you know bears can be pretty deadly or there is just a bear like he's a bear and he's wearing fake arms legs and head yeah but it has to be a twist it can't be that simple he's like a gummy bear or something. 
Are you hungry I, for candy? You got laffy gummy. Yeah. <laughs> Are you asking if he's stretchy? Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> basically he's a gummy stretchy gummy bear. Uh, John, you want to you want to take this? This is one I think you sent to me, right? Wasn't it? Y- yeah. So uh, Kuma ate the pawpaw fruit, uh, which he has uh, like paw pads on his hands, and when he touches people, he envelops them into a paw shaped bubble, and he can send them to different places around the world at super high speeds okay so i was i started in the right direction with the paws you were getting there yeah wait so does it have does he ever unzip that uh i I think battle damage has opened it up um there's a lot going on with this guy probably don't want to get into it (laughs) but but nothing nothing to do with his actual power so he like just teleports the bubble and the the person's just a bubble forever or bubble is he slaps them and then they like the bubble goes around them at the same time of them like flying through the air at like the speed of sound okay that makes sense <laughs> and then they land and then they land at at the given destination uh, i like Does how west with it with a base understanding of one piece west is like okay this checks out <laughs> yep, yep, all right does he ever slap himself uh yes that actually happened in the manga okay. like last week or something two nice. weeks ago yep. nice. okay so this, nice. this is the last one here this is uh khalifa if you want to describe khalifa whiz khalifa <laughs> <laughs> This is um I think this I haven't played Bayonetta three but I think this is Bayonetta in the third game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what? You're not that yeah. Except she's got blonde hair. Yeah, right. And she's stretchy. it is a lady. It does kind of like look like a witchy outfit, and she's got very thin glasses. Yeah. What is Khalifa's power? She's I'm trying to think way outside the box here. <laughs> she's not stretchy. I'll give you that. Clue. She's made she's out of stretchy. ants. I don't know. Here, how about how about for this last one? I'll, I'll give you I'll give you the fruit that she ate. Okay. Yeah, she yeah. ate the bubble bubble fruit. Okay. So. Okay. But okay, well, the pawpaw okay, fruit so every... was bubbles. <laughs> so, That's true. Yeah. So. Every time she chews bubble gum, something happens, right? Or maybe anything she chews becomes bubble gum, and then she can blow a bubble, and then it's a grenade. <laughs> <laughs> It's a grenade. I like the way you think. Uh, okay, I'm just going to read. I think I got this from their wiki. I'll just read her the description I copied here. Uh, the the bubbles can be... She, she creates bubbles from the bubble bubble fruit, like soap bubbles. And the bubbles can be used to lather an opponent's body, making them smooth, slippery, and glistening. When her enemy is in this state, their legs are too slippery for them to walk on or stand, and their hands are too slippery to hold anything. So they just become... F- She's just frictionless beings that slide around. <laughs> that'd be great for moving, though. Yeah. Be, yeah. If you That's could make other call. things slippery. I mean, maybe not you. Don't it'd call John for, moving, for help moving. Call Khalifa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and of course, her that attack can be undone by just dunking yourself in water. It turns out it's a pretty <laughs> it's pretty easy to undo. Just wash it off. Yeah. <laughs> but then the predator can find you. So that's yeah. true the predator yeah. is canon cool well so there you go that's interesting i had i had a bonus one the, the whole reason this started is i looked up this character to try to get you guys to guess and then it turned out that they hadn't eaten a devil fruit i learned uh there's this character oh. who uh consumes flour and mixes it in their mouth and then uh ejects ramen <laughs> through their nose and uses ramen to fight and will even like wrap themselves in ramen as like a body you know like a shield and um, but then I was like, oh, that'll be great. They'll never guess that one. And then it turned out that that's just how that person is. They didn't eat any devil fruit. They could yeah, just... that, I mean, I've... <laughs> that's just an innate. They're the Batman <laughs> of the <laughs> universe. Uh, John, you also sent me one which I wasn't familiar with. Yeah, uh, Al- 
alpaca chino yeah alpaca chino is a bazooka that ate a alpaca devil fruit so one of my fascinations with one piece is inanimate objects that somehow eat the fruit and become uh different things like alpaca chino um it and it like transforms between an alpaca and a bazooka uh at at will uh there's things like uh Funk Freed, which is an elephant, uh, or sorry, it's a sword that ate an elephant fruit, so it turns into an elephant. So, like a bazooka ate a devil fruit and can turn into an alpaca? Correct. That is correct. <laughs> is there any yes. connection to Al Pacino? I guess maybe the bazooka. I'm sure that, that, bazooka that's all the name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Al Pacino. So yep. <laughs> well, you guys failed spectacularly. I don't think you got a single one right. Wes got well, some points for saying pause uh, for the paw paw fruit. That was pretty good. There we go. <laughs> Uh, sorry, Reeves. Uh, I think I'm going to stick with Dragon Ball. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that decided it. Got it. Uh, oh, cool. So let's uh, let's wrap up here with uh, we got a handful of questions from the community. You can um, I, I made a call for these on Discord as well as the Overblood Facebook group. Which uh, if you're a fan of Game Informer, Game Informer shows, that's uh, that's a place to check out. If you're still on Facebook, the Overblood group. Logan from Discord. Uh, There's a question for you, Reeves. Is it Midnight Suns with a U or Midnight Suns with an O? It's actually an I. <laughs> oh, is that, okay. Straight I from the is that a serious question? Like, or yeah. does he, what is it, Reeves? Is he Put about, you on the spot. Well, you know your game? It is with a U. Okay. I mean, if I I assume he knows the history. Like in the comics in the 90s when the Rise of the Midnight Suns that the comic is that the game is based on was S-O-N sons because it was all guys and it was a prophecy it was like wait so it really did go back and forth between o and u well that was in the comic in the comic of the 90s it was s-o-n yeah like that's that was what the title of the comic was the miniseries was called and then yeah we're you know we're updating it and it's actually now based on an ancient prophecy that happens so when the midnight sun rises in the game like this this stuff's gonna happen you should play the game it's it's good but yeah it's uh now it also includes women so that was part of the reason we changed it to S-U-N. Wait, so it was changed for the game? Sorry, this these are things I should have known. Yeah. Yes, oh, it was changed for the game. Oh, there cool. is now also a comic called Midnight Suns S-U-N that Marvel Comics is putting out. There's a which is which has been kind of fun. You should check that one out too. All right. Enough with your plugs. Save those for the end, Reeves. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, hey, look, I didn't know what he was getting at when he asked <laughs> the question. So <laughs> No, we're just trying to put you on the spot. Make sure you know what you're talking about. You passed that one. You failed the one piece Whoa, quiz. Phew. You passed that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh nick ludeman from the overblood uh, facebook group asks what's the last game you played where the soundtrack was better than the gameplay i thought of this question while playing sonic frontiers so that's my pick i have a go-to answer for this one i'm pulling up my list of games i played last year so mine mine is actually well wasn't last doesn't have to be last year but the one that i always think of is um the scott pilgrim video yeah. game uh, the soundtrack on that game is fan freaking tastic it's from Anamanaguchi. it's basically a new Anamanaguchi album and the gameplay is you know you know beat em up which is just not really a genre i that i really get into so i i have listened to that soundtrack f- way more than i played the game and i beat i beat the game um because i think i reviewed it back in the day but um yeah that soundtrack is fantastic anybody has any other other picks yeah i remember liking dodgeball academia's soundtrack quite a bit yeah although i also like the game but that soundtrack's also really good. It it absolutely is. Man, I I mean I I like the game a bunch, but like the soundtrack is an all timer for me, and that's V V V V V V. Oh right, yeah yeah yeah. 
that's just a soundtrack that I always go back to. I think it's great. And the gameplay is all right. It's really just like flipping gravity or like, yeah, I guess gravity polarity. It's like a platformer where you can kind of run along the floor and the ceiling, right? Kind of. It is, yeah. yeah. And it just plays with that concept for two hours or however long it takes to actually finish it. Eight eight hours if you get really frustrated, <laughs> yeah. get, get stuck. Yeah, that, that's probably my go-to. Did you have one, Wes? Or you got- yeah, um, I really like Final Fantasy thirteen, so this is an indictment of the, <laughs> like, actually playing the game, but I believe Final Fantasy thirteen's score is one of Final Fantasy's bests and, like, just an all-time banger like it's and even the sequel x2 or 13.2 is um just as great but yeah those scores are i listen to them pretty much every day yeah that battle theme in 13 so is great. i was listening to the other day because it reminds xenoblade's battle music xenoblade chronicles 3's battle music made me think of it specifically so i pulled it up and i was like yeah this is yeah good. blinded this is by good light stuff. i've yeah. been again we're failing to answer the question the spirit of the question but yes. uh been playing final fan good grief i've been playing <laughs> persona 5 royale ah. recently because it's a game i missed back in the day it's, it's uh playing it now for the first time and this i like the game a lot but the soundtrack is is incredible so check out that soundtrack yeah no that's one um uh my my wife's a big persona fan and she'll stay up late playing Persona. So that the soundtrack of five in particular sits in my brain as like a falling asleep to music, you know, which is it's perfect for that. Uh, which is a positive thing to be clear. It's not that it puts you to sleep, it's just that it's so relaxing and fantastic. It's a very chill game. Uh, yeah. And soundtrack is a huge part of that. Uh, Alex Britt from the Overblood Facebook group asks You have to become a streamer who only streams one game. What is your game? This is how, how I find out. It? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, what is what is your game and how are you playing it? Speed running, gimmicks, c- alternate controllers, etc. Like, what what is the the one game that you would be you know commit to if you had to when you have to? Excuse me. Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. The shtick would be every playthrough, I would voice one of the main characters um, and just put my own little spin on it. And I could even maybe throw in some unique uh, music choices. I think That's it'd be a good. fun time. This is a tough call. Like, and it can be good games, right? Oh, of course. Or does yeah. it have to be whatever what Wes is describing? No, I named a good game. Okay, yeah, <clears throat> a great game. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I, I, I feel like you want to pick something that's just massive, right? So something like I don't know, Skyrim or or like Roblox, <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, well, like um, Final Fantasy fourteen, even. Yeah. Maybe I would do something like that because I've been thinking about getting into that game. I think my gimmick would be like, I play without the camera or mic on. Mm. <laughs> no commentary stream that's good john you got one uh i would probably do like magic the gathering i'm a i'm a boring person uh but that that game has infinite uh infinite possibilities you know what i would probably let the community decide what i'm playing though uh they would have to like vote on decks or have user submitted uh decks and and see how far i can i can get uh, is that your gimmick yeah, I think that's my gimmick. Talking to the community is your gimmick. <laughs> yeah, no, no, uh, them them giving me the decks to play, and and me having no control over over what I'm playing. I think that's my gimmick. Uh, mine would obviously be uh, Mega Man X. Okay, Carl Martinez from. Whoa, 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 what's the gimmick? What's the oh, gimmick? That I just played a lot. It's one of the only games that I <laughs> play like multiple times a year. Yeah. After all these, what is it, twenty years or something, and I still get a lot of joy out of. So I think how, I, keep I mean, if you're s- streaming nonstop Mega Man X, like it kind of becomes a gimmick. How guess it would be speed running? I guess it'd be yeah. Like, that's how kind of how about every towards. time you play it, 
you can't stop until you get a faster time in completing it. There you go. <laughs> Every time yeah. you beat the game, you just rip your shirt off. And you're like, I am the Mega Man. <laughs> that's how I, this... that's how I felt the first time I beat it as a child. Oh, you already do that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Carl Martinez from the Overblood Facebook group asks, has a psychological horror game like Silent Hill ever left a lasting impact on you, either through fear or anxiety as a child or teenager or adult? Uh, and they also ask follow-up, did you ever play the Silent Hill arcade machines? Which I, I never did. I don't know if those ever... Could you get those in the States? I don't know. I did, actually didn't even know those existed. Yeah, like, I think what it's were kind they? of like a shooter, I think. I could okay. be totally Like, wrong. are they talking about Pachinko? No, no, no. There's like a proper Silent Hill arcade game. I'm going to Google I, Yeah, it I think there is a Silent Hill shooter, and me and Leo, we were on a trip to, I want to say Iceland at one point. Or, yeah, I don't remember what studio we were visiting. But we walked into an arcade uh, place there and they had a silent hill shooter i was like what yeah it's like uh you know time crisis kind of deal yeah it was like it a was screenshot of here cool. shooting a pyramid head which just like, doesn't <laughs> quite fit but i know uh, we were pretending to be scared because you're in like a loud arcade yeah just drinking a beer and doing this shooting game it's it's not the right environment for that but yeah. it was a unique novelty but what was the question again the question is um has, has a psychological horror game like silent hill ever just like stuck with you like there's a there's a sequence in Silent Hill two where you're deep 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 underground, and you find a grave you find a graveyard, just like in the basement basically, and there's an open grave, and it has your uh, a, wait who are you James in Silent Hill two I can't remember I'm playing Silent Hill one right now so I'm like all over the place but you find a a, a graveyard in a basement, and there's an open grave and there's the tombstone has your name on it. And the only way to go forward in the game is to step into the grave and go even deeper. And I just remember when I was younger playing that, I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to step into this grave. I'm already like horrified as uh, enough as it is. So that I always think about that when I think of Silent Hill. Yeah, I remember in the Resident Evil remake on the GameCube, back when that first came out, there was a point that's new in that version of the game that wasn't in the original PlayStation release, the original release, I should say, where you have to, go in the backyard and go down these steps into this crypt area. And there's this red light that's shining down there for some reason. So you, as you're descending, it just looks like there's this red environment that you don't really know what you're walking into, but you're descending into something. It feels like you're descending into hell or something. And I remember pausing again, kind of like you were describing Kyle at the top of those steps and being like, I don't, I don't want to go down there and you have to go down there like two or three times. And the yeah. first couple of times, nothing happens. Obviously they're just trying to build up to it. And every time you go down after that first time, you're like, this is going to be the time that something happens and they're going to jump out at me. And I don't. So every time I'd be like, I don't want to go down there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so now I'm terrified of red light. Yeah. When you're driving around, it's just like a terrifying experience. That's true. That's right. Every time I see a red light, I just freak out. Uh, real quick, while we're talking about psychological horror, I just want to plug that Marcus and I are super replaying Silent Hill right now on Fridays. You can find the archive on Game Informer's other YouTube channel. And then Stefan JD from the Overblood Face Group Facebook group asks, Silent Hill 3 super replay when? I don't know. I'd be up for it. I've been enjoying playing Silent Hill 1. I never beat 3. Let's do it at some point. Okay. Uh, you guys, what do you think? One more, and then we'll do some plugs. Sounds good. Sure. Judonka Donk from Discord asks, I was thinking about what games I'm going to be playing later in life, and I have a feeling that the nostalgia of old RP JRPGs will have me circling back when my reflexes diminish. What is your retirement home 
game, or genre? Judonka Doc says JRPGs. That's what they think. What do you think you'll That's be playing? That's a really good question. As an old person. Because we'll, we'll all still be playing video games. We're not going to yeah. overcome the the the, uh, the hobby, I don't think. We'll outgrow it. We'll never outgrow playing video games. Right. My, mine is probably also JRPGs. There's there's so many that I haven't touched yet and, and haven't experienced that I, I feel like that would keep me busy for years uh if if not decades so i think we sports <laughs> there you go keep keep you know, not, like keep the not switch loose. sports mind you we sports That's right <laughs> well there's still we sports in, in some old folks homes right and i think that that'll what are the chances that'll still be around by the time we're there it's Zero. Nintendo, so very low. <laughs> I don't know. I think you don't think by the time. I mean, I I think they're already probably breaking down and not working anymore, and we're not going to be there for like another hundred fifty years? years. The way technology is going. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so you're hope, you're yeah. much more pessimistic. <laughs> I think to answer the question, I think um, strategy games, stuff that's like not super like intense. I already feel like I'm moving away from stuff like Bayonetta, like stuff that's like high that takes high intensity input, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. that just kind of requires a certain level of reaction timing and focus and all that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. And maybe that's partially why Elden Ring was number eight on my list. I don't know, but I, I think strategy game stuff that you can sit and think about before you put in your command is, is games that I will still gravitate to and, and still like tickle the fun parts of my brain. Yeah, I, I I've never been a big strategy guy, and I and I do. It is one of those things that I'm like, maybe someday, I will finally find something that lets me really enjoy and embrace this genre, and maybe it'll be when I'm an old man. Hopefully, I think for me, probably Neon White, Katana Zero. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, you're getting uh, getting faster as you get older. <laughs> yeah, so Devil I just, Daggers, I just grow right? stronger. Yeah. They grow different. Are you Benjamin so. Button? Are you just getting younger as you age? <laughs> It's a secret I'm not ready to reveal, actually. Uh, yeah. There's a painting of the West somewhere in a closet. Let's just say I've eaten a devil fruit, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> no, but I think... Uh, devil fruit? <laughs> my mind immediately jumped to Pokemon, like especially mm. Pokemon Emerald and um, the older ones like that. Like those, I still get the hankering to replay those every year, and I don't think that's going to change. And they are great for probably my old reflexes. There will be an MMO, I think, at that point, right? Of Pokemon? Yeah. Like, you'll be playing in an mm-hmm. online sort of world. No, I don't really think Nintendo so. figures out online stuff even <laughs> that far into the future. Even when you're a young man in the future? Yeah. They'll figure out how to how to download a copy of your brain. So, like, part of you will be in there, but you won't know it. This sounds like I an think anime. that's a terrible <laughs> future, but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Uh, cool. Well, yeah, let's wrap it up here. Um, yeah, John, you got any plugs? Anything you want to plug? Your One Piece review? Yeah, go go read my One Piece review when it goes up uh, on GameInformer.com and I believe in the next issue of Game Informer, uh, whenever that may be. Otherwise, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at John underscore Carson on Hive at John Carson. If you're, if you're not into that Twitter thing anymore, uh, don't blame you. Or on Twitch at uh, John Carson Games. Cool. Uh, Reeves, what about you? Play Midnight Suns, huh? You should absolutely play Midnight Suns. It's a strategy game that I think anybody can love. It's it's very approachable. Um, if you got turned off by XCOM for any reason because you thought it was too hard, I think Midnight Suns is more approachable, but still very, very deep, interesting strategy 
gameplay and we got some cool dlc coming down the pipe so i think you should check it out it's great like if i would have played more uh of it by the end of the year i it would have made my list i think uh wes what about you got any plugs um you can follow me on twitter at leblanc wes and you can read my work in the game informer magazines and gameinformer.com and you can sometimes hear my voice especially alongside uh kyle's lately on a youtube channel for new gameplay today might have some more of those for you today if you're available uh no pr- we can talk about it offline no pressure let's do it don't follow me anywhere please leave me alone uh, make sure to leave this podcast uh, review wherever you review podcasts and you can also find us on discord or you can send us questions uh, to be read on the show just like we did today uh, if you need some help joining the discord our contact information is, is readily available i know i said don't follow me but you can you can find my email address pretty easily um i believe if you subscribe to our twitch channel uh, which you can you do using you know if you have amazon prime or something like that uh then we'll get you in that discord um and you can be part of the community and it's a great time yeah thanks so much for listening this week john thanks for making the time i was very excited to hear you talk about one piece reeves great to see you and talk to you as always miss you dearly great seeing you too dude uh alex uh should be back next week i, I believe um so you get a more uh, normal podcast thanks for listening everybody tune in next time bye, bye.